in so many of my talks, I talk about fearlessness and how, you know, we need to have a level of fearlessness in order to start a business, to take, to take action, to move forward. And, you know, I talk about how, you know, fearlessness isn't the absence of fear, but it's taking action in the face of fear. So you're still, fear still lives in you, but you still take action. Like that's bravery, that's fearlessness. But I never really thought to like look at fear. Like, you know, yeah, it's like taking action in the face of fear. So fear is there, you take action. But really it's like the one step before that is just really facing the fear part and just saying like, okay, fear, let me give you space. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, discover our unique gifts, and make a lasting impact on the world by connecting with our souls. I'm sharing with you all the wisdom and tools I've been taught on meditation, mindfulness, yoga, business, and spirituality. I'll be having conversations with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work. Success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hello, welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. How are y'all doing out there? Hopefully well. We've got a little bright spot breaking in this 2020 cyclone of nonsense. <laughs> oh. I'm coming to you post-election, post-Biden-Harris projected VP and president. So lots to be excited about moving forward in our country. And I am so thrilled to be alive right now and be a part of what's next. It's going to be a wild ride, but I know that... We're here for it. We are freaking here for it. We're showing up. So yeah, do a little happy dance, celebrate, you know, whatever side that you're on, knowing that this is a step forward for humanity, for us. And I'm excited about that. And today I have on a guest who is not afraid to speak her truth and stand up for what she believes in unapologetically, fiercely, ferociously, and I am obsessed with her mind and brilliance and willingness to go to these places that a lot of people are afraid to to tap into because it's vulnerable work to uh, really unapologetically be yourself, especially when you have a platform of entrepreneurship so large and playing with the big dogs in corporate America and being a tiny, gorgeous woman. It's a little crazy, but Mickey Agrawal has done things that are paving the way for women in business in the future. And in this episode, we talk about not so much business and more about plant medicine and healing modalities and what it takes to get deeply connected with yourself so that you can perform and keep progressing um, on this big stage of entrepreneurship and business. So I'm going to read you Mickey's bio because it's pretty fucking cool. 
She is a serial social entrepreneur who was named Fast Company's Most Creative People, Young Global Leader by the World Economic Forum, and INC's Most Impressive Woman Entrepreneur. In addition to building her companies, Thinks and Tushy, and wild to a collective valuation of over $2 million, she is a number one best-selling author of Do Cool Shit, a step-by-step guide to building your dream business, and now Disrupt Her, a modern manifesto that creates questions and confronts 13 major areas of our lives, money, career, relationships, friendships, and culture of owning more stuff, perfectionism, takedown culture, and more. She disrupts them one by one in her book, Disrupt Her. You're going to love this episode with Mickey Agrawal. It's a one of those episodes where you get to take the the creative genius of behind these brands that we think are so innovative and cool and doing so much for so many people fulfilling so many needs for the earth and for humanity and see what's behind the veil. What's, what's behind the business person, what's behind the brands and into her heart and into her soul. So I hope you love this episode with Mickey. It is really a treat. And uh, let me know what you think. If you love this episode, take a screenshot of it, share it in your Instagram stories, tag Mickey, tag myself, We'd love to know what you think and what you took away from this episode. So enjoy this episode number 99 with Mickey Agrawal. Welcome Mickey to the Limitless Soul podcast. How are you doing on this fine day? Overall, cannot complain, you know, you get to live and live another day, you know, breathe this air and <laughs> yeah. eat delicious food that could actually taste like gasoline. But if you really think about it, like food is delicious and it really could be like, you know, pumping something into your arm and just like gets you through. But like we get <laughs> taste buds and we get to delight uh, in flavors and like, how cool is that? You know? Oh, it's so cool. Amazing. <laughs> I just actually finished recording a podcast with a flower essence guru. <laughs> and so I'm totally there, like in that zone right now. Her name um, is is Katie Hess with Lotus Way. And I'm sitting here looking at all this green lusciousness and she's talking about the energy and the frequency of flowers and all of this stuff. And I'm like, earth, can you hear me? <laughs> oh yeah. No, oh, the earth it. is really, I mean, if you really think about it, every single thing comes from the earth, your earphones, your mic recording, your our phone, computers, our phones, like every single thing has been like processed from earth. Like Alchemized. it's really mind blowing cars and planes and like, like vitamins and medicines and clothes and shoes and furniture and homes and insulation and toilets. And all of it comes from the earth. It's just insane. It's, it's crazy. crazy that it comes from the earth and also from the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Thought from the mind. From nothingness. It's crazy. It's right? so cool. Which is awesome. so cool. And I'm so excited to talk to you about today about all the things, but you have so many physically manifested things, a couple of books, do cool shit, disrupt her. I mean, that's the best title of a book I've ever heard. Both of them. Um, the co-founder of Thinks. I just bought me some. Actually, they should be in my mailbox today. I'll have to go check after I get off with you. When I found out I was going to talk to you, I'm like, I have been thinking about ordering these for a really long time. And I was like, I'm doing it right now. And um, Worth yeah, it. so I want to maybe talk a little bit about some, some uh, women 
connection. Don't forget tushy. Tushy. And Don't yes, you got tushy. tushy you need to get that's too. brilliant. I know. I need all the Change things. your life. Yeah, this, is, you the code. this podcast is changing my life because I'm now like finding everyone who has all these amazing things. And I'm like, seriously, it's the best because it's like my own personal little inside. Yeah. I get to hang. Yeah. So yeah, you have created all these things from earth and your, your magnificent mind and you're still holding it down. I was kind of scrolling through your Instagram, you know, as we do these days, I'm like, Oh my God, who is this person? And I must talk to her like amazing. Mm -hmm. Your energy exudes power and confidence and hope and creativity and feminism. I feel like Lady Gaga when she's like beautiful, standing, magnificent, never been seen before. <laughs> but really, I just got this energy from you and I knew that I wanted to dive into your mind and mm. see where that would lead us today. So thank you so much for, for being open to that. Oh my gosh. So grateful to be here. Um, so one of the things that I noticed that I, that you've, you've been sharing a little bit more about is your recent, um, ceremony. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and yeah, talk sure. about the fear concept and like turning fear into trust? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that a lot of our listeners would be really interested in hearing as they're taking these deep dives and, um, into their souls and trusting themselves to, to manifest the unmanifest and, trust themselves. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So about a month ago I did this ceremony and it was sort of, you know, I've been hearing about it a lot. It's called, um, five MEO DMT. So it's actually toad venom. So it's like this, it's ancient practice where you inhale like a little, like sort of a, a you know, like a smoke basically mm-hmm. that has some of this in it. And in the inhalation, um, the, the, you know, what is meant to happen is you're meant to, um, basically experience ego dissolution where your ego just sort of like dissolves and it, it leaves you one with everything in the world, one with nature, one with the planet, one with the universe, one with just every single thing around you. And I was really excited to do it because I wanted to experience that. Mm-hmm. And, what I just experienced, like I think, was just like the ego dissolution part, and then I didn't get to the oneness part, and so <laughs> it was really hard because I was like, "It's like cold stop." We're gonna yeah, pause. I'm like, I am I am I coming back to life? Am I dead? Like, is this like what you know? Like, I just I was almost like a like a fear, a fear, like a fear of of of, of death in some way, and I think like you know, over the last month, it's almost like I've been going through like a a, a month of penance Mm -hmm. where I've, it's, you know, sleeping has been a really interesting experience for the first week and a half. I didn't sleep very more than like an hour or two at night. And I was experiencing like these, you know, these sort of like these re-triggers of this ceremony coming up a lot. And what I finally like started thinking about in journaling is that like, oh, interesting. Like, you know, like the, the big thing that happened was, you know, when, when one night I put a blindfold, one morning I put a blindfold in, I was just like, I just need to sleep. But then I, all of a sudden I got transported back to the ceremony and I finally just surrendered to it. And what I surrendered to was fear. Mm-hmm. And what I 
you know, like in, in so many of my talks, I talk about fearlessness and how, you know, we need to have a level of fearlessness in order to start a business, to take, to take action, to move forward. And, you know, I talk about how, you know, fearlessness isn't the absence of fear, but it's taking action in the face of fear. So you're still, fear still lives in you, but you still take action. Like that's bravery, that's fearlessness. But I never really thought to like look at fear. Like, you know, yeah, it's like taking action in the face of fear. So fear is there, you take action. But really it's like the one step before that is just really facing the fear part and just saying like, okay, fear, let me give you space. Let me give you space to actually breathe in my body and not feel so rejected and so like pushed away because we do so much resisting of fear. When someone fear comes up, it makes us feel bad. And so we just try and change the subject or try and do something or we try and deny it. And I finally, in the surrender of sleepless nights, I just let my body surrender to fear completely. And I actually felt it. I let myself feel it from like the tips of my toes to the top of my head, to the edge of my fingers. And I really just let my body be overcome with fear. And it was kind of like, like if you imagine like, trees in a forest getting like rustled, like really like, like a storm comes through and it's just like, it's just like these trees are like holding on for dear life. And then you're just like, ah, and then it just kind of goes. Mm -hmm. And I just sort of like, let it just kind of happen. And then it just left my body. And what was left was like this warm peace and this warm breeze and this like sort of slowness. And I was like, oh, wait, this isn't like what I just, I just have to allow it and give space and thank it and be grateful for it because it's a core emotion that we have meant to protect us and not deny it, reject it, try to push it away, try to control it, just allow it, just give it space. And so I did it several more times where I let my body fill up with fear, let my body be overcome by it, looked at it, accepted it, allowed it, thanked it, was grateful for it, and then just went away again. And went away again and again and again. And that experience was like a transformational moment. And I think that was the point of me doing this ceremony in the first place, was me having this sort of like transformational moment where I'm just like, oh, like every one of our fears are, every one of our emotions are human. Like every one of our emotions are real and, and, and they're valid. And we, you know, like we must like give them space and love and hold them like babies. And, and from that space of like holding, comforting, looking, seeing, giving it space, they just, you stop crying, you know, like a baby would stop crying. You stop, you stop feeling the scary things, like anything, like, you know, your parents always say, my parents always said, this too shall pass, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And it does if you let it. And I think often when we're resisting it, we're actually not letting it pass. We're actually, it lodges itself in parts of our bodies mm-hmm. and we're trying so hard to resist it. But the minute we allow it and give it space, it releases its grip and then it's over. Mm-hmm. So, and then it can come back, of course it comes. And then, and then you, and you feel out and you let it go. And then like any human emotion, you feel joy and you let it overcome you. And that's a welcome feeling and you let it overcome you. And, and then that passes. And then, sadness will come over you and you let that come through and that will pass. And then fear and anger and all the things, you know, it's just 
not denying our emotions. And that is something that I really, really learned from this experience. And then the second thing I learned from this experience is that, you know, to, to dissolve your ego is, is a, is a game of trust, you know, and, and it really is something where it's like, Oh, to go from like fear to trust, like what is, what does trusting look like? Yeah. You know, who, what who is, am I trusting? Who am I, who am I trusting? What am I yeah. trusting here? Exactly. And so yeah. it's exactly it. And so what I realized is that I have been like these last couple of, like this last year or so, like I've been really, really focusing on softening, you know, like, like becoming, being more in my feminine not being on my horse with a sword in my hand, charging forward, like leading an army to battle, you know, the <laughs> entrepreneurial batter, battle, yeah. but really just being able to be like a queen reigning on my own kingdom, you know, and queendom. And it's like to be able to not feel like I have to like push myself to the boundaries to like where my, my thyroid, where my heart, you know, I have sensitivity, my, I have a sensitive thyroid and my heart where my body is just tired and exhausted. And, and like, you know, the challenge it's like, is, is like my, what I've been wanting and seeking and asking for is to be able to get as much done, but from a place of just ruling and not running, like I want to rule my life and not run my life. And so I think like the other struggle that I had in the ceremony of like not letting that like part of me die, not letting that ego like dissolve was because that ego got me to this place. Like that, that, per, that part of me was critical, instrumental in making me the strong fighter, getting me through some of the hardest times in my life. You know, being able to like build companies, going through ups and downs, roller coasters of entrepreneurship like all the challenges, it's like, oh, like if I let that go, like, will I be strong enough, like in this next iteration of myself? Mm -hmm. And so I think so much of, of it was like not wanting to let that go. And then like, but then like in this last month of my penance where I'm like not sleeping and just kind of like letting sort of being in dream state to like present state to dream state and just letting it all kind of these thoughts come to me. I'm like, no, no, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this new, this new upgrade um, and this new softening and this new, like being able to really, really trust that like all my dreams, like everything I want to get done will get done from this, from this new place. Mm, that's so beautiful. Thank mm. you for sharing that. What a beautiful time you're coming into Libra season with, you know, finding that balance within the polarity of masculine and feminine and balance of how much do I do and how much do I be and how much do I ex talk and how much do I be quiet? How much am I, you know, giving and how much am I receiving all of those things that sometimes it's hard to even sit with and think about like, how am I am I giving too much? Like, do I need to receive? <laughs> that totally. would be my biggest struggle as a, as this, um, very masculine energy that, like you said, carries us to where we need to be in the exact moment that we are that masculine energy, that, um, really strong, powerful, pioneering entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial women have had for such a long time kind of needed to have it so that we could be seen and be heard and now it's like we're here 
we've arrived. We're going to take a fucking break. Okay. Totally. <laughs> like, <laughs> can it's we like, just sit down on the throne and look amazing? Yeah, and you and just it. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just go and do it. Yeah. You just go and do it. And I yeah. want to just be here and look yeah. good and feel good. <laughs> oh, no. Take care of myself. Ugh. That's one of the reasons why I came to Austin too, is to really slow down and soften and like be the queen in my in my like home. And Andrew can just sort of like, you know, be sort of like, like, like be my king where he gets to like, you know, like shine and do his thing. Mm-hmm. But then I get to really just sit and be and not, not do so much, you know, mm-hmm. and, and still trust that it'll all get done. Yeah. Because I mean, as women who are in business, especially create creativity comes from being quiet. It comes yes. from being connected with self, you know, that deep, like sacral chakra womb, birthing space like we have to be in tune with that in order to even bring some of these thoughts to life and 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 make it make it so especially with some of the things that you've been creating are so needed and um you know in sustainability and also just women's health and empowerment like that stuff has to be birthed from a place of uh connection with with what's, what's the problem? Like, how can Mm -hmm. we solve this and where did it come from? Right. And I'm sure you've thought through all of these things, obviously, as you've uh, manifested some um, amazing products that we're all looking for. Like, I don't want to have to wear a toxic tampon all the time. I don't want to be wasting, you know, toilet paper all the time because of, you know, the trees, need to be in the ground because yes. they need to be there. <laughs> like, how can we leave, you know, the earth as, as pure as, as we found it. And, um, so that, that, you know, it's beautiful that you're finding this space of solitude and able to really, um, turn inward and who knows what will happen next. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a, I have a really cool idea I'm working on next. Um, really? yeah, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the baby space. So that's exciting. Stay tuned. Yes. Very cool. Yes. Very, very cool. I love it. Um, so what are some of the things you do, you know, after going through such an intense, I mean, plant ceremony or medicine ceremony, anything that's altering your beingness and shifting and recalibrating your DNA, um, stripping away literal um, programs within our minds, you know, that's a an integrated experience, you know, as you mm-hmm. said, it's like, it's a continuous, you know, it might come back up and might yeah. reappear, but you know, the medicine gives us these tools and insights of how to cope or address yeah. that within our human nature. Um, what are some of the things that you do regularly to keep you grounded? I know you're taking some vitamins before. I, yeah. down here, but. I mean, yeah, definitely just total like radical self-care, you know? And I think it starts with like, you know, like getting the sleep that, you know, you, you can as much sleep as you can. For me, like I finally got, I'm now up to seven hours a night. I'm like my, my standards eight. So I'm like slowly creeping back up to where I was. Um, and, um, doing yoga and movement and massage and eating really clean and healthy foods. Um, you know, I've been pretty much eating like mostly just salads and, um, and, and some, you know, grass fed, grass finished, uh, you know, pasture raised, happy meat, 
you know, and um, outside of that, you know, it's like a little bit of dark chocolate I just had just now, like, um, and, you know, just being really thoughtful about what I put in my body, what I'm watching, like, I don't really watch anything that's not like heartwarming and like loving and sweet, like not like scary movies or anything that's got like a lot of like, like suspense or like anything that's could be stressful for my system. Like just being super gentle. I'm taking long Epsom salt baths, mm. you know, like a lot of connected time with my husband and my kid. Um, and then nature walks, lots and lots of nature walks. Oh, you're in the perfect place for that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. So as you, you know, are unpacking some of the stuff, you know, you're talking about moving from fear to trust. Does the fear show up for you in a certain way in your, in your day-to-day life? Like being a businesswoman, is there something that you have a big fear about or being a mom or, um, a human or friend, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's so interesting because I like lived through probably the biggest fear, like in my life, you know, with my previous company where, you know, like, you know, people say crazy things about you and, you know, you have to like, you know, and then, and then people believe them because they don't know you. And for me, you know, I think that was, you know, it's like, it goes back to your like five-year-old self where you're just like, but that's not true. Like, like me, like, I, I don't like, I don't have blue hair. I promise. Like I have black or whatever. Like, you know, people saying like, you know, she's got blue hair and whatever, or saying some crazy things. I mean, that's not, that's not what people said, but it's like, it's like, it's like as, as silly as it's crazy, you know? And like, I think, you know, for me, like, you know, when, when people try and take you down or because you're trying to build something of value. And if you're a successful woman and entrepreneur and you've done, you know, really like, and you've done well in your life, like a lot of people don't like that. And I learned that. And, you know, I don't think I've ever experienced, um, you know, like, like stuff being said about me that was really, really painful and really hard and really uncomfortable. I was pregnant with my son at the time, you know, and all these things were being said. And I think like, you know, but what was such a beautiful experience after that was that like, now that I've lived through that, it's like, oh, like I can, I got through it. I built another, you know, incredibly successful company. Like I was able to really do a lot of the healing work and learn so much more about myself. You know, I gained a ton more empathy of other people. And so for other people and for myself, but then able to empathize with other people who've experienced trauma or experienced challenging things. Um, or experience bullying or things like that, you know, there's a level of empathy that I can feel now that's, um, that I just didn't have before, you know? And so, um, yeah, I think, I think like sometimes when you go through really awful things or really painful things, like it's so shitty in the moment, but then like after the fact, it's a blessing because you gain and learn so much from it. So, you know, I learned so much about, you know, people motives, like why people do things Mm. like, you know, how to like hire better, how to protect myself better, you know, like how to lead better. Like there's so many different things that I learned from, from the challenging experiences. And you learn a lot more from challenging experiences than you learn from easy ones. You know, people Mm. just go through easy living in their lives. Like it's kind of bland life, you know, versus like going through something really hard, 
and then coming, getting through it, like learning from it, like being like, wow, that was hard. That was awful. That was painful. That was, that was just so unfair. Mm -hmm. But then like, wow, I learned so much. I gained so much. I'm so, I'm like my, my, like my emotional capacity is expanded. Therefore, like, you know, my, when I'm happy, like I feel happiness, like even more, like, you know, I feel sadness. I feel sadness even more. It's like more poignant. My emotions are like available to me in a lot more of a poignant way than before. Yeah. yeah. And going through a spiritual journey intentionally, right. Yeah. Um, as an entrepreneur, it's so, it's so beautiful and also scary sometimes. Um, cause you're like, ah, but um, yeah. also it's so paralleled and I've noticed this as I've been growing my own business and being on a spiritual journey for quite a long time that the concepts overlap like you're talking about I, have hire, I can hire better I can do these things better and I've noticed that um, the observation of the self directly translates to the observation of the business the observation of um, the energy that I'm wanting people to experience when I'm expressing something directly correlates to the marketing strategy that I'm creating or the email template that I'm putting together or whatever, you know, little, little businessy uh, thing that has to happen to make everything come together and reach the right people and touch the right um, minds. It's all paralleled. And the more that you know, thinking about conscious business, women-owned business, divine feminine infused business is, is that like, we have to be on this path as well of discovering ourselves and, and releasing those parts of our ego that are holding us back mm-hmm. so that our business can expand so that we can create from more of a place of, of empathy and consciousness. I mean, when mm-hmm. you're creating a brand or a business, like this extension this expression of you and like you're saying some people don't won't like what you're put, putting out some mm-hmm. people are going to love it um but being mindful of of other people's experiences and and journeys is something that you can only have space for if you do it yourself totally i've experienced things yourself totally yeah wow so cool um so what are some of the ways that you stay in alignment to your core values? This is something that was interesting. Staying in alignment with your core values and belief systems while you're constantly changing. You know, you're constantly changing and evolving personally. You've been on mm-hmm. quite the journey um, in your spiritual life and your business, you know, is here. Do you feel like there's sometimes really hard decisions you have to make business-wise that can sometimes be like, you know, using discernment, like, is this an alignment or is this not? Because sometimes when business gets involved, it's like money and this and that. And Yeah. I mean, so, so it's interesting because I've, I've, I've been reading this book by my mother-in-law called Never Be Bullied Again mm-hmm. by Sam Horn, which is really about, you know, like, like, like there's two types of people, you know, that are kind of challenging, but then there's like the third version, which is where you want to be. The first is a bully. The second is a people pleaser. And then the third is sort of like an aligned, aligned sort of self, like, you know, that, that you're really able to speak your truth and you do it powerfully and do it in a way that's respectful and kind. Um, but you're really in alignment. You're not, you know, just yesing people or people pleasing just to be liked and you're not being a bully. And I initially picked up, I, you know, Sam gave me, me this book because initially, you know, just sort of like, 
you know, since I've experienced like bullying from the media and bullying from certain people and, you know, all this crazy stuff myself, I just wanted to pick up this book and take a look at it. And one of the things that was so interesting for me to recognize is that, oh my goodness, like I have bullying tendencies myself and that's not aligned with my values. You know, that came from, you know, my, you know, like my Indian father, or it came from the patriarchal way of doing business, you know, came from working in finance for a couple of years, maybe, you know, like I have, I've been, I've learned like, you know, like how, like controlling and different things like, you know, like, well, there's, there's certain, there's certain parts of me that like, that have bullying tendencies. And I was like, oh my God. And then there's a certain parts about me that are like my mom who's a people pleaser and, you know, who wants to do anything to just, to make sure like, like you're liked and that you don't do everything, like that you want everyone to feel good and that you're just like, you just want everything to be fine. And like, you know, and then you kind of like bite your tongue just to people please, or you don't, you don't quite speak your full truth just to make sure, you know, pe- people are happy. And so I find myself, wow, like my, my dad, you know, has bullying tendencies. My mom has people pleasing tendencies that both live in me. And it's like, what are my values around, you know, like either of those? And it's like, well, I don't want to be a bully. I don't want to be a people pleaser. I want to be in my truth. I want to be in alignment. I want to be in integrity fully and do it in a way that doesn't feel like to defend myself, I have to be like aggressive or, you know, for them to like me, I have to be like, like people pleasing and not necessarily speak my full truth. You know, like we all can kind of like, I feel like acknowledge that parts of those parts of ourselves where, you know, like, like it's hard to speak your truth sometimes. It's really hard to like, like, you know, to like be really frank with, 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 with someone or with people. And, um, you know, I had this interesting exchange like today, this morning with this massage therapist that came over to my house yesterday. And, um, you know, it was like a, someone I just found online that lives in the neighborhood or, and then he came over to a two hour massage and there are parts of the massage that made me feel uncomfortable. And, and like my people pleasing, so I would have been like, eh, you know, he was just like trying to be funny or whatever. And it's fine. You know? And then my sort of bullying side was just like, like, I'm going to stand up for myself. Like, you know, like in a way that's like, you know, or, or like, Reactive. Like reactive. Yeah. And so, um, so then I was like, okay, like, all right, daddy. All right, mama, calm down. Like sit down. Like, let me just see like, what's true for me, Nikki. And, um, and I just wrote this like really, like I thought thoughtful and kind text to him just saying, Hey, like, thank you so much for the massage. Like, I think it was great. You know, I just want to make, you know, like I have four you know, like I, I, I just want to share some gentle feedback, construct, gentle, constructive feedback with you. Um, you know, here are like four particular moments in the massage that made me kind of tense up and not relax. And, you know, obviously the goal is for everyone to, is, is for a massage is to relax. Yeah. And so this is um, what I experienced and, you know, I hope you take it. And I think you're, you know, it's really nice that you're a good family man and all of that. So, you know, thank you. Anyways, he wrote back and it was like, he was super like kind and, um, and, you know, apologetic in that. Like, he's like, I didn't mean, like, I, I was just trying to be funny and, you know, like corny. And I just, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't, I didn't mean that. And it was it. And I was like, wow. Like, the human in me sees the human in you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it was just so simple to be like, instead of just holding it in and kind of like, 
mumbling about it. You know, my coach, I have, a, I have the best coach in the world and I've had her for seven years at Lauren. And she says to me, you know, if you're mumbling to yourself three times about something, then just say it. Just talk about it. You don't have to say it in a mean, aggressive way. You don't have to be like super, like walking on eggshells, extra sweet about it. Just speak your truth from your heart, speak from your heart, and then you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And I spoke from my heart in this moment this morning, and I got a beautiful response. And now it's over, it's done. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow, it's that simple. We so overcomplicate everything in our lives, you know? And just by recognizing, like, oh, like, I do have bullying tendencies. I do have people pleasing tendencies. Those come from, you know, like safety, like, you know, my, my, like from places of like needing to feel safe. You know, my dad, like, you know, grew up in India and like that worked for him because he needed to be safe. My mom like worked, worked for her, for her to feel safe. So it's not coming from a malicious place. It's just not aligned with my values. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's something that I really, questioned and um and i'm really excited to put into practice myself that's awesome that's such a great story thanks for sharing that yeah i was like hey there that's like a full-blown like exact example i love that um yeah that's so beautiful because sometimes it's like we can be so reactive and it's like where is this coming from yeah not me (laughs) yeah yeah Amazing. Yeah. So like oftentimes like the, like, like the, you know, I read the book, the heart of the Buddhist teachings and Thich Han says like, whenever you're feeling like, like anxious or something or feeling like that, or feeling like judgmental or just feeling all these, like anything negative, like, like you just practice this four part technique, which is just stop, calm, rest, heal, stop, calm, rest, heal. So just stop, just stop. And then like, and from the place of stopping, it creates a clear delineation of you're like, I'm creating like a, like stopping of me going into this like negative downward spiral within myself about someone or something that happened or this or that. It's like, okay, just stop. Okay. I'm going to stop this, this like tornado is about to explode. Calm. Okay. In the calming, when you're stopping and you're calming, calming, you take three long, deep breaths and just really, You just take three long, deep breaths. And in the three long, deep breaths, and in like just the calming, you get to look deeper. Like just like looking deeper is just what happens when you calm. You're like, oh, like I think like that happened because he was nervous and he was just trying to make a joke, but it just came out all wrong. And like, you know, so like I'm just like, not gonna, there's nothing to like, I'm just going to share my, my, my truths, mm-hmm. but not, there's no acute accusations. It's just like, yeah. you know, okay. So calm, stop, calm, rest, you know, rest is like, when you think about animals, like when an animal in the forest gets injured, you know, they're not like, like, you know, starting the next company and like trying to figure it out or looking for another job or, you know, like, you know, just trying to figure like what their next thing's going to be like right away. They're going to just crawl into like a, into like a tree hole and just lay there Mm -hmm. for like two weeks, like practically not eating, not just like laying there to just heal. So after two weeks, it just emerges and it's like totally fine. But what happens is like when we go through something really traumatic or really hard or really painful, 
we're just like, like we tend to like, again, overcomplicate. We're like, all right, like I just lost my job. Like, oh my God, COVID. Like, oh my God, I can't pay my rent. Like, oh my God, there's something. Like, I'm just gonna like, oh my God, go to the next thing and do the next. Like, oh shit, like I gotta, you know, versus like just, just taking a beat to rest and the stopping, calming and resting. Like you don't have to take two weeks because like many people like don't necessarily have that luxury of resting for that long. But enough time to just let yourself recover from the traumatic experience, from the challenging thing, from like the pain of, your business, something happening or whatever, just heal, like stop, calm, rest. Like from the resting, healing comes naturally. It's actually a natural, like it's a natural sort of like result of stopping, calming and resting. Healing comes from that. And we just push ourselves too much. And so for me, I've, you know, I developed a hyperthyroid condition because I just, like, this is in 2013. And so I've, I'm sort of in remission right now where, you know, I, my levels are completely normal and perfectly fine. But, but for like many years, I was just pushing the boundaries of my body every single day and resisting the fear and resisting everything, resisting speaking my truth and being a people pleaser and just, oh, uh, and like, and it just lodged in my thyroid. And it took a while for me to be like, oh, I'm just pushing myself too hard. I'm just, I'm, I'm resisting my emotions and I just need to stop and calm and rest. And literally like beginning of this year, end of January to like, you know, end of March, like, but then COVID happened, my company took off. But like between that period, I took, I took what I call my chrysalis, which is like a I'm supposed to be a three-month sabbatical, but I call my chrysalis, which is like when the butterfly becomes a butterfly. It goes from a caterpillar to a butterfly, and it's chrysalis, sort of like the becoming. Like I wanted to take, I took, I was taking the plan was to take three months off, just become the next version of myself. Like that's what I that was the intention. And in that time, like right before I took my chrysalis, I've been, you know, my hyperthyroid condition was still my my TSH levels were at 0. 0.01 for two years. Like I was taking medication, I was doing everything I could to like, you know, like have my levels, you know, like normalized, but they were just at 0.01. In order to be normal, you're at, you have to be 0.4, your TSH. I was at 0.01 mm. for two years. And literally in the two months chrysalis that I took, I went from 0.01 to 0.4 in one month, in like the first one, in the first month, just because I finally stopped calm and rested. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, like, what have I been doing? You know? So So it's just like the body doesn't lie. The body keeps the score. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. mind body are so deeply connected. If you're emotionally stressed out, it'll show up in your body in some way. If If you're resisting anything, it'll show up in your body some way. Yeah. So my work is just to like keep releasing, keep allowing, stop resisting, you know, and just keep allowing and stop resisting and keep allowing. And it'll just the pass. constant life agenda. Yeah. Rest, yeah. allow, move through. Yeah. Feel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna take us into our little last rapid fire round. Yeah. And I'm gonna ask you a few questions, and you just boil it down to. One word answer. So just one word. Mm -hmm. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. Your favorite swear word. It's gotta be fuck. (laughs) 
like, is it means like sex. It means a negative thing. It means positive thing. It means it's a verb. It's a noun. It's, it's everything. I think it's a pretty great word. It's a good word. <laughs> I love that question. Uh, favorite sound. Yay. <laughs> Yay. No, no, but like, no, no, but like an actual sound, probably like right now, like chimes. Like I really mm. love like chimes. Like when I walk by, like we took a walk, you know, around our new sort of like nature neighborhood and there were like little chimes and trees and they just, when the wind came, it was just so lovely and so relaxing and just put my body in just such a relaxation mode. So I think like the sound right now is like chimes. Gotta love, gotta love a good wind chime. Yeah. Planet you would live on besides Earth, if you could. I mean, Earth. I st- I'm just Earth. I'm all in. I'm not like, going. I'm anywhere. not leaving. You can't make we're not, me. We're not leaving. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. We're not going. We're not building another. We're not going to find another plant and have it because we s- screwed this one up so much. Like, no, we're gonna. We're going to heal. This one's got, first of all, this one's going to just reject us. They're going to like, we're going to get instinct, extinct before it, she does, you know? So, yeah. Most nostalgic fragrance. Nostalgic fragrance. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Right now is probably the, um, the, uh, the, um, What's it called? Ylang Ylang. Lang Lang. You know if you know Ylang Ylang, yeah. like the, the fragrance. Mm-hmm. Just it just it it just brings me back to my I did a vision quest um in nature, solo nature vision quest for a week. Cool. And um that was sort of the scent for the week alone that I did in nature. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Um if your alter ego had a name, what would it be? Your Majesty. <laughs> no, because I'm practicing ruling and not running and like really like not, you know. <laughs> You're stranded on an island and you can only have one thing. What is it? Like not people. <laughs> thing. A thing. thing. Probably, probably a match. So you a start match. a fire. Yeah. Yes, good one. You know, I wa- I've watched some of those nature shows where they're like they they get to pick only a few survival like a, like a lighter, like a lighter, and, and they don't take the fire, and they think, oh, I'll just do the flint and steel thing. And I'm like, you are crazy. I take know, the fire. I know. Take the fire. Take the fire. Because fire, then you can build. You can you can like you can eat. Cook. You can cook. You can drink water. And fire is like one of the great ma- like humans. You know, greatest captured discovery. discovery yeah yeah that's a perfect one cool well thank you mickey for hanging out with me this was fun yeah Lovely so fun to know you. yeah same and i'm gonna put down in the show notes all of the different things that um you have to offer and your books Tushy. links yeah, to books. your books yeah. and your instagram and all of that so everyone perfect. can come check you out yay awesome, awesome. this was so fun Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.